I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Everybody, welcome to another episode of 24-7 Sports on the Bench Podcast, the flagship podcast of the flagship FSU recruiting and just total news coverage site. As you can tell from a much more annoying uh, baritone voice, I am not Brendan Sinone. I am Trey Rowland, but I am here with my two buddies, my friends, my compadres. I'm here with... Zach Blostein, my God, just burning up the phones, looking disheveled. He's got a really sweet background on the YouTube page. Zach is here. Coach Adam Brown is here. Boys, how you doing? It's been a hell of a of a week. I was going to say a couple weeks. It just feels that way. But man, a ton of news this past week. It's been uh, it's been pretty crazy. Um, if you've been on those twenty four seven at all over the past couple of days, you've noticed that, that. I mean, the front page is just loaded with with breaking news. Um, heading into that official visit weekend. And that's only expected to increase over the next um, you know, week and change as we lead into National Signing Day. And a, a lot of these uh, guys in the NCAA transfer portal are making decisions. So it's pretty crazy. A.B., what do you think about all this? Yeah, it's been a wild time. You know, <laughs> Zach's been working, Zach and Brennan and Chris have been working their tails off. Dane also. Trey and I are up here in the in the northern part of the United States just chilling, reading it all. Catching Relax it, man. Try <laughs> Trying to help out any way we can, just kind of chuckling at all the work these boys. They've been they've there. been great helps. Don't they're don't, absolutely grinding their asses off. So it's majorly uh, everybody should appreciate the heck out of what these guys do because it is some serious nonstop work. Chris is at the airport at five airport at like five a.m. Like that's dedication. Nobody else was there. Just Chris Nee. It was literally Chris Nee. Two people flying out and pilots, and that's it. That's the kind of dedication you're getting from that man right there. I got to I got to give a little prayers up to the homie right now though. Uh the pirate like Leach doesn't sound like his health is in very good sorts right now as a coach to another coach. Hope he pulls through. Hope he hope he pulls out strong. That's a it's a guy I'm a fan of. Trey is also Kev. I, I mean anybody that's in the sport has a lot of respect for Mike Leach and so hopefully he's uh he's going to come out the other side of it and be okay. If if you guys have followed me for five seconds, you know you know, you know my feelings on Mike Leach. So definitely bummed out tonight about that. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about all of the the visits, collectives, collectivizing, just coaches dotting the country over the world, Pepe Silvia style, as Brendan mentioned on the last on the bench. So we got a lot of information, and we've even got some scoop that we're going to drop on you tonight from Zach. Some big meaty scoop. But before we do that, it's all brought to you guys by the Turner Group. That's right. On the Bench, sponsored by the Turner Group, the premier real estate organization in Central Florida. You've known. Brendan's told you. It's a husband and wife team, the Turner Group. And they are the best at both getting the deal, securing it, locking it in, making that process easy for you, painless, because we all know if you've bought a house, it is whichever circle of hell is the worst 
buying a house is like usually right the one before that one, but not with the Turner Group, not so much. They're the best. Contact them and let them know that OTB sent you the Turner Group, Central Florida. Just if you're in that area, buy, sell, whatever you need. They'll take care of you. They're the best. Brendan, sorry for butchering that, but uh, that was I mean, <laughs> they're not going to butcher your house. So that's all. Call the Turner Group. Copyright Register Trade 2022. <laughs> um, all right, let's just get right into it. So obviously, I think a lot of people are here for the recruiting news, the transfer news, things like that. But I think a lot of people fail to realize Florida State is still practicing for a bowl game, which, of course, is out of the norm of the past couple of years. Florida State's still running practices. Zach, what have you noticed about those practices? You were there all week. Just morale, intensity, just like differences between the practices in the season. Just give us your observations on the FSU's practice. Yeah, I was out at all three practices, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, we, we were it's a little bit different of a vibe than some of the in-season practices. It feels a little bit more low key, but that doesn't mean that Florida state and, and Mike Norvell aren't getting after it. Mike is full of energy. Like he always is. And the players are, you know, I, I talked to a source today and they felt that these are some of the best practices they've had um, while at Florida state. Um, just impressive how well these guys are moving around. The offense just looks like it's, um, firing on all cylinders aside from like one day where, you know, a lot of great plays were made by the defensive backs. That was on Saturday. The offenses looked great. Jay Travs looked on point. Um, few notes from, from Sunday, man. Um, Jay Trav looked especially sharp, to, sharp uh, today. He was guiding the offense really well. Um, they're doing a lot of tempo stuff. Um, and, you know, I thought the receivers as a whole had a really, really nice day today as well. Um, a few guys of note, Johnny Wilson had a really nice catch. Um, Kentron Portier, or Portier, sorry. I keep. We don't even know how to say his name. I, I go with the French way myself, and I know I'm totally just not saying that right. It just sounds way more fancy to me. I know he signed with the battle's end, and that's all that matters. Yeah, true. Um, no, but he he's he's continued to his ascension um, within FSU's program, man. Like the, the second half of the year, he's been really impressive, and then that's only continued in practice, Keep continues to make – really impressive catches. He had one kind of, um, I, I forget which game that was, it, it, you know, the one where he had it towards the sideline um, and kind of reeled mm. it in. He had a similar one like that today in practice. Um, you know, a few other guys of note, thought Rodney Hill had a really nice catch in one-on-ones. Um, Deuce Span, a guy that, you know, kind of was a little bit quiet towards the second half of the year for Florida State. Um, I thought he had a really nice day today. Tate, uh, you know, aside from Jordan running the offense, I thought Tate threw some really nice balls. Um, a true freshman of note, Jarrell Powers. Uh, he's been getting some more reps in practice, and I like what I've seen from Jarrell. Um, Mike Norvell talked about, you know, the, the increases, the increase of usage of him in practice um, to the, in today's press conference afterwards. And, man, he's had impressive catches in back-to-back days. Really like him as a receiving option. Kind of reminds me a little of what Cam McDonald's brought to this offense the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, he could be a solid option. He's put on put on some good weight this season, Norvell said, about 15 pounds. And I think that's only going to continue with a full offseason, um, which he didn't even have last year because he, he came in as a normal summer enrollee, not a mid-year enrollee like, like some of the rest of his uh, colleagues in that 2022 class. But he's a guy that to look forward to in the future, along with uh, his fellow uh, true freshman classmate in Brian Courtney, who's flashed uh, some during you know preseason camp and then during the season as well. So 
a lot of impressive stuff from practice. Um, you know, on Saturday, just want to give some credit to, to some of the defensive backs. Jerry and Jones had a really nice day. I thought Azaria Thomas had a really nice uh, practice on Sunday as well. Was, was in coverage on Malik McLean on one route. And I thought it was one of the most impressive, you know, reps of, of practice. Adam Fuller was really impressed. Marcus Woodson was giving him some praise. So nice. um, like what I've seen from, from some, some of the younger guys in that room, um, but some of the older guys like Jerry and Jones, Bernardo Green um, continue to impress, at, you know, as we've seen on the field over the past couple of weeks. What's been like the morale at practice, man? It, it's a very weird time right now. It's very tumultuous, honestly, for every other school as far as like roster retention besides yeah. Florida State. Shout out Ingram Smith, my bud. Have a scotch for me tonight. Battles end, doing absolute work, F- making John Ruiz fume on Twitter, which isn't that hard, but I'm glad that we're the source of it continues to cover himself in clown glory with every tweet that he makes. But it's a weird spot for every other place in the country, right? Multiple guys are leaving in the transfer portal. What's the what's the morale right now? Trent, guys that are openly in the transfer portal taking visits are still practicing with Florida State. Are guys the new collective like they've signed at least double digit people by now? Is that is there chatter around that? I mean, it, it, it's what's what's the morale, the focus like? Right, there's so much stuff going on. The focus honestly hasn't really changed that much. You, you feel like more of a lighthearted uh, atmosphere in the air, but man, it's the, the they're still focused. They're still um, executing at a really high level. And Mike Norvell is not letting anyone slack off. Trust me, he is. If he sees any of that, he's going off. Um, a few instances of that over the you know past several days, which is normal. That's not something out of the ordinary. But, no. you know, he wants to make sure that, that guys aren't just taking these extra bull practices for granted. Because this isn't something that FSU's had the luxury of the past several seasons. So he's not going to waste. I mean, you know, not going to waste these practices. He wants his guys to get better every single time they step on the field. And that is something they've, you know, strived to do all year and in his entire tenure. And that, and I feel like this year you've actually seen that the tangible results of that. Um, but man, yeah, as far as like the, the portal um, guys that are in the portal that are practicing, I think a really funny story is like Amari Gaynor, right? Today he's practicing, um, you know, at FSU leaves practice within a few hours is on a plate plane to Cincinnati to go take his official visit to Cincy, like literally left FSU and then, you know, got dressed, went to the airport and left to go on an official visit to Cincinnati. So it's just, it's unique. Um, You know, FSU doesn't have practice probably the rest of the week. And I think they're starting back up next weekend. Um, But I mean, pretty much aside from the guys that aren't on FSU's roster, like a Sam McCall um, Jared Jackson and Shambray Jackson. I believe every other guy that's in the portal um, is is has participated in FSU practice. So guys like Lloyd Willis, Rod Orr, um, Sidney Williams, Amari Gaynor, like I said, Keyshawn Helton, Helton, yeah, yeah, all those guys, all those guys. They're all they're all, and it's not like they're just participating. FSU's coaches are coaching them up. I saw a specific instance today where Randy Shannon spent about five minutes explaining a drill further to Sidney Williams. Um, I believe it was during special teams. And he just sat there for like um, five minutes talking to him. And Sidney was fully attentive during that whole time. This is a guy that's probably not going to be in your program next year that you have a, an on-field coach, you know, still investing time. In. It just goes to show what the culture has has proven to be yeah, under Mike Norvell in, in, a, in this FSU program now. Um, and it's really special. And it's something that, 
you know, we'll talk about in a little bit. I think a lot of recruits and and the portal guys that, that visited this weekend, the official visitors, took notice of. It's something that's really impressive, um, and it's almost unprecedented in, in college football right now. You see a lot of rosters that are being depleted, and I don't think a lot of those coaches want those guys, you know, practicing with their team. Um, that's not the case for Florida State. You know, Mike Norvell is openly um, encouraged and, and has helped a lot of these guys that have entered the portal. He said on a press in a press conference on Saturday that he's made some calls and, he, and he's trying to you know find some future homes for some of these guys because he fe- he really likes them, loves what they you know contributed to the FSU program, and he wants them to find a future home to where they can succeed. So, no, it, it's been awesome to see. You're starting. I'm going to get your perspective on that too, Adam. Before we, because mm-hmm. you're a coach. Before we get to the, the recruiting, it just kind of gives you a glimpse, man. If you guys remember at 2019, the way that Mike Norvell left Memphis, the reception that he got from the Memphis fans and players leaving, that was nuts, man. Wishing him well, just something that was very unique. It's the same. I, I think we're starting to see a lot of glimpses of why that is. The way he's congratulating guys on the way out, helping them land gigs at other schools, like he would. He's treating them like they're assistant coaches from his staff. That's something that Mike's always done, making sure people have good landing spots. Adam, as a coach, like what level of culture is that that you have to build to get to this level? Because I, I don't think I'm seeing this stuff anywhere else. Now I am biased and I am very narrow sighted. Yeah, but yeah. what is this type of stuff telling you as a coach? It's just real. It just it just tells me that they understand people. They understand what it takes to be real. It's not a bunch of fluff and a bunch of BS. When they get up in front of a camera, they're not lying to you. What they say is is reality. Um, and, and we kind of knew that anyway. But it just tells me that when Mike gets up in front of these guys and talks to them, it's it's real words. And they see that he preaches it, but he also puts it into uh, practice. So every day he goes out there and he fights for these guys. He does it when they, whether they're going to be a part of this long-term or not, he puts it, I mean, you see him tweeting about, you know, what a great ambassador for our program. And this guy's leaving that, that, like you said, I mean, that's not something you see every day. It just speaks to, look, people, people quickly can see through the fluff. They can see through BS. Um, And when they know that you're being real to them, they're going to be real back to you. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes that, leads to fights in practice or butting heads of players and coaches and that kind of stuff. But that's all healthy. I mean, think about the relationships you have or relationships you have had or whatever. There's always going to be those, those trials and tribulations that you go through. It's healthy. It's healthy. Healthy conflict is okay. Um, as long as you know that you can rely on that person and trust that person. And I think that that's what you build when you're real with your guys, you build that trust that yes, I can fight or whatever, or we cannot see eye to eye, but when we come back together as a group and as a unit and we get an opportunity to sit down, I know that guy's got my back and I know that I'm going to have his. And I think that that goes a long way in speaking to how you build a program. And I think it really encapsulates what's changed here the most. These guys all believe in one another and they all have each other's back. I'm with you, man. So we're looking good for the bowl game. Jim Ross, Oklahoma, we're coming for you. By God, the slobber knocker train is on the tracks, and you're screwed in Orlando. That's what I hear from you guys. So now this is the point, especially for you guys that are watching live on YouTube. And if you guys are listening in the audio section, thank you for the podcast. Listen, five-star, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We're going to talk about recruiting. Zach is going to drop some exclusive scoop. So if you're right now watching this on YouTube, Tweet the link out because you're going to get it here first before the article is even dropped yet. So go ahead. 
Hit the tweets, hit the tweets, hit the tweets, whatever. Tell everybody we're doing it because right now it's recruiting time. Zach, eight official visitors, one surprise official visitor out of that eight, a, a brother getting a family unofficial visit. Nuts weekend, man. So run run down just, just for the facts. Who were the eight on the O? Just talk about all the visitors that were there, and then we'll go through them individually. We'll talk about the scoop. And then at the end, I might put you on a spot a little bit, maybe a little confidence ranking, which one we think more or least likely commit. Maybe we'll do a little over-under. I don't know how I'm going to make you squirm yet, but just run down. Who all was at FSU this weekend? Kid show. Um, yeah, so we got four transfer portal visitors, and we got four guys out of the high school ranks. Um, uh, the transfer portal guys, Jaheim Bell, tight end out of South Carolina, um, Jeremiah Byers, UTEP offensive line transfer, and then Shorter University tight end transfer, Kyle Morlock, and UCF defensive back transfer, Devontae Brown. Moving over to high school, um, three guys out of South Florida. First off is Miami Central defensive lineman, Ruben Bain. And then you got St. Thomas defensive back, Conrad Hussey. Surprise oh, yeah. visit. That was a surprise one. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Shamanah Madonna, three-star defensive back, Edwin Joseph. And then Virginia linebacker commit Cameron Robinson. I think we'll just go with the transfer portal stuff first, just because <laughs> just because some merch may or may not have dropped. It sounds like it was a brutal singular player website hack, which of course is just something rampant that's been happening all over the internet. The hack of the one player's merch store with custom design merch. I, I hope that we, we get him a subscription to McAfee and we get that stuff all, all settled. Yeah. But Jaheim Bell, we're calling him a tight end, but in this, this scheme, 6'3", 232, out of Lake City, Florida. Uh, went to high school at Valdosta. This guy's a weapon in Mike Norvell's scheme, and he has got some sick hair. Zach, what do we think about Jaheim Bell, who, for being one of the most, he's one of like the top two or three prospects in the entire transfer portal full of thousands of guys. This is a guy that was linked with FSU like immediately upon becoming in the transfer portal. He was also the most hard to get a hold of while you were there, which was interesting. wasn't very communicative. Uh, so w- what did we think about how his official visit went? Yeah, so... I mean, this one's been a story, right? Uh, yeah. I guess we should, we should pull this one back uh, to all the way, you know, when this when he first entered the portal, which was on Monday, December 5th. He was one of the last guys to enter the portal that day, um, but he announced that afternoon that he was entering the portal. And we confirmed that, you know, FSU was going to full pro- throttle, uh, throttle pursuit after him. Um, they, they loved him um, from the get-go. And there was a lot of inter- mutual interest right from the start. Um, Mike Norvell and the rest of the coaching staff, I was told, got on the phone with him that night, and there were some really positive conversations. Um, an in-home visit was scheduled for that Thursday of last week. Uh, Mike Norvell went in-home with him in the state of uh, South Carolina. He was He's still at uh, school over there uh, in Columbia, um, and he uh, met with Norvell, and then the next day uh, traveled over to Tallahassee with his mom, um, and I believe his dad as well. Uh, for an official visit to Florida State over the weekend. Um, big visit, obviously. He's the number four overall prospect in the 24-7 sports transfer portal rankings and the number one tight end overall within those rankings. Um, so pretty huge deal. Um, he's a guy that can be used a variety of ways. A player comp I want to give you guys because I'm, I'm going to use this in a story. Um, and I was told, um, you know, 
by someone I speak to that this is a good player comp for Jaheim Bell within Mike Norvell's scheme. And it's former Memphis tight end, Sean Dykes. Um, I was told that the way they utilize Dykes within Norvell's scheme at Memphis is going to be pretty similar to how they use Bell at Florida State. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're trying to figure out, and he was a productive guy at Memphis. I think he had, within um, his years there, he had 1,800 yards, 19 touchdowns. So a guy, that, a guy that used a lot um, and, and was super successful in that scheme. Uh, so if you're wondering, you know, where does he kind of fit in? Because he's not really a traditional tight end, but then he's not a running back. Is he a wide out? I don't know. But, but, but trust me, I think this is a guy you try to get like 15 to 20 touches a game. Like he's that talented. Go, go put on the film. We're going to have a bunch of stuff, you know, if he does end up committing to Florida State, um, which I'll get into in a second, um, which I think is <laughs> likely. Um, we'll That's have a, a good sign. On his film. Um, but, yeah, let's get into this recruitment. So, you know, checked in with some sources today after what I'm calling Merchgate. Um, you know, Trey kind of explained it. He has a merchandise uh he had a merchandise link um, for his stuff that he was uh, selling at South Carolina, a bunch of um, South Carolina, you know, theme stuff on that site within the last few days. But today Florida state fans somehow, you know, the detectives uh, on the no 24 seven message board found that uh, the site had been added to um, with some FSU theme merch. It seemed like, Look, uh, look to be that way, Zach. Yeah. And I tell you what, if he's got a hacker, he's got a great graphic designer, yeah, that hacker. Exactly. My goodness. I, 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 once it's official, if the designs stay the same, maybe they hire the hacker on Jaheim Bell's team. I think I'd want some of that and support the young man. That's some good stuff. <laughs> I think it was Kevin Little. Um, no, but, <laughs> nah, but yeah, Jaheim Bell uh, dropped some stuff. And then that all, you know, all that stuff kind of gets erased from his account. The hacker tweet goes up. That's now deleted. You know, we're putting all that stuff aside. Um, getting to the actual recruitment, um, I think after Bell absolutely loved the official visit to FSU. Nice. I think the most influential part of the visit for him was getting to watch FSU practice on Friday and Saturday. The recruits got to watch um, part of the, the practice on Friday, which was held inside Doe Campbell Stadium. And then on Saturday, um, the normal practice inside the IPF and on the practice fields, he was there for the entirety of it. And I was told basically after watching like three period periods of practice, he was like, he's like sold on, on what Mike Norvell is trying to do um, and, and what he is doing at Florida state. I mean, we saw this season, right? Like, yeah, there's success now. It's not something you Norvell kind of mentioned this today. Like it's not something that they're going to have. They're trying to sell like as a projection of what they want to do. Like they're currently doing that in part, not completely. Right. Cause they want to win championships, but Mike Norvell is, is, is executing his vision and it, you know, it's not a rebuild. It, it, it's how do we add to this roster to make it a championship level roster? I think Jaheim Bell is exactly what, you know, you need to, to do that. Um, yeah, I think FSU has a really good shot at, at Bell and I do not think it, it'll be long until he makes a decision. Um, and, and when he does, uh, I think, you know, if that's in the near future, I think that's, that's likely Florida state. Um, any other players in that recruitment and any other planned official visits, any other things like that, or we'd expect a decision depending on who it could be very quickly. Yeah. Um, looking ahead, I was told that Southern Cal, so USC wants to try and get him on campus next weekend. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, he, he's a huge, like, 
like he he loves his family i mean we all do but he is like he wants his family to be at like every game um his family lives in baldosta georgia and i'm told like one of his family members w- would have trouble like traveling that far of a distance um so i don't think that usc would would be a player even if they did get him on campus but i don't think is likely anyway um so no no planned officials as of you know checking a few hours ago with sources close to that recruitment that could change but you know i'm, I'm expecting this one to be wrapped up within the next few days Nice. Sounds good. Get your merch ready. Uh, Adam, what do you think about him, man? Salivating over the use of this kid. Do you like the Sean Dykes comparison? Zach, thank you for an idea for some off-season video content when this kid yep. commits. Now we've got some stuff to watch on the triple option. What are you thinking about the kids' game before we move on to Jeremiah Byers? Yeah, I spent a couple couple hours watching some film on him. Um, he's a playmaker. I mean, he's an offensive weapon. You're not going to call him a tight end. He's not a tight end. He's not an H-back. He's not a wide receiver. He's just a weapon. You're going to put him all over the field. We've seen Mike do that with tight ends in this offense that are not as skilled as he is. Um, he's a huge athlete that they can do pretty much anything they want to. They can create a lot of mismatches with him, force teams to be in base personnel because they can come out 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. And maybe Kyle Morlock, who we're going to get to in a little bit, is another Ooh, maybe, maybe getting ahead um, of ourselves. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. If Mike Norvell can get two dynamic tight ends in this offense and be able to run a lot of the 12 personnel stuff that he wants to do. Um, you're looking at a top five offense in the nation next year with Jordan Travis coming back. Jaheim Bell would be a huge piece to that puzzle. Oh, I'm starting to get a little amped up there, Zachary. Uh, Jeremiah Byers, UTEP offensive lineman, another like top 10 prospect in the entire portal, a guy that was immediately linked with FSU, an Atkins visit. He's coming to Florida State. How did that official visit go? I think that there was some chatter maybe from the fan base that they weren't sure based on some of the comments about like the intensity of the practices. They couldn't tell if the comments were positive or negative necessarily. You were there, and of course, body language, tone, all that stuff matters. How do you think that his visit went for the big guy from Austin, Texas? Yeah, so Jeremiah Byers was a guy that left really early in the morning today. Um, shout out to Chris Nee for being out at the airport at 5 a.m. to get that interview. Um, dude's a grinder. That's why they call him the animal. They um, do. But but Jeremiah Byers, um, I don't. I didn't actually uh, realize that people were were getting up in air about you know what he said. I didn't. Uh, I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. In his <laughs> Neither did I, man. But we're still we're not still used to the success part of the climb yet. People are looking for a lot of reasons to look into it and I don't blame him after the past couple of years, but Zach, yeah. you didn't, you didn't understand any of that at all. No, I dude, every time I saw Jeremiah Byers on the visit, he looked like he was absolutely loving it. Um, saw him on the field Friday night in Doak was dapping up Jay Trav, Alex Atkins, Tony Tokars, Robert Scott, um, put that all in the live update thread that I was doing over the weekend. And people love that. Um, and, and that's what was happening. And he looked, he looked super comfortable Looks like a guy that, that Alex Atkins would would get along with, just two very charismatic dudes, um, a guy that that I think Atkins would love to coach. Um, this is a guy that, that FSU loves, man. Um, they did offer him, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> I know that, that was he also up in the air, too. I thought that that was pretty lock and, lock and key from listening to you guys, but apparently not. That was in question as well. I don't know how. Um, this is a dude that Florida State feels they would be lucky to get um, he is an absolute guy they want to add to their transfer class. Um, the most interesting development um, besides, you know, he loved the visit, um, basic quotes, whatever. Um, you can go read that. I'm not sure exactly what he said. 
don't know how controversial it was. I don't think it was. Um, Subscribe but, and read for yourself to find yeah, out. Exactly. Um, so, you know, with this recruitment, I think it'll be, so he's at Maryland right now. He left Florida state this morning, planned everything. It wasn't like he, he left like unannounced. Um, he left this morning. FSU was aware of it to go to Maryland for an official visit. I am not sure exactly when that visit ends. Um, I was told he may or may not take another official. Um, but basically if he does, then he would make a decision shortly after that. Um, so I know Oklahoma offered recently, um, Oregon offered recently. Yeah, Oregon. There was another, there were a few other schools that offered. Um, but I think uh, Maryland and then maybe Oklahoma is another school to watch. I like Refus who sits here. Um, they, they feel pretty good about where they stand. Um, he's a guy that I don't expect to take that much longer. He, I think he gave a timeline to Chris of, of maybe like Christmas day at the latest or, or before that. Um, so maybe that's like the, the deadline of, of when you see a decision here, but I think it'll happen before that. Um, and FSU is going to keep pushing. I expect them to expect them to go see him this week at some point. Um, probably Alex Atkins and, and maybe Mike Norvell. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that's a, an absolute priority for them and, and a guy they feel really good about after hosting him for an OV this weekend. Like my my personal favorite portal prospect. Stop. Uh, I know. Well, yeah, shocker. He's offensive lineman. He's an offensive lineman. But Tell me why, big, big man. He's a big, nasty player, man. He, he's got – I think you could play him a tackle on a pinch, but it seems like they like him potentially a guard. Um, Zach can certainly correct me if I'm wrong there. I'm sure he's got better intel on that than I do. But No, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think he slots right in at right or left guard and is a day one impact player maybe the highest upside of anybody they have on the offensive line um, in that room, in my opinion, very athletic anchors really well, good feet. Uh, you just, yeah, you just kind of see it all from him kind of surprising to find a player like that coming from UTEP, but I think he'd be an absolute home run steal. How many years he got left? He's a red shirt sophomore this year. Yeah. So I believe two, three. Yeah. I think he's got two or three. Yeah, so it's impossible to know anymore with COVID years. So. Does eligibility even exist anymore? It doesn't. It's all a social construct. Nobody really knows, yeah. uh, and we have too much other stuff to get to to start talking about philosophical yeah. questions like that. Kyle Morlock, shorter university, one of those funny uh, names where it's like, ah, oh, tiny, but the guy's huge. So the nine hundred foot tall tight end is from shorter university. I will always find that to be funny because I'm a dad and my sense of humor is very low right now. What do we think about Kyle Morlock? Two tight ends on the visit the potential of the room being flipped with guys like Brian Courtney, Jarrell power starting to show up. I mean, what do we think about Kyle Morlock, his second visit to Florida state already in early December? Yeah. I think the story of, of Kyle, Kyle Morlock's recruitment kind of dates back to, to when he took that aforementioned visit, like you mentioned for the UF game. Um, That's the only game day visit he, he, he was able to take, right? Because he entered the portal the week before that visit um, and then was able to take in that, crazy game day experience when you know he saw the, the Seminoles beat one of their biggest rivals in, in UF inside Doe Campbell Stadium which was absolutely packed and, and electric so I think that experience really helped FSU kind of gain momentum early in this recruitment um, Tennessee's involved Auburn's involved Illinois is involved I think FSU did a really good job over the weekend um, he brought his dad and and I think the two of them had a really good time um, I think Kyle's very comfortable in Tallahassee. Um, he mentioned, you know, a big thing that he harped on that, you know, I didn't even bring up in the interview, but he kept bringing up was that Florida state is bringing up 
bringing back a bunch of key contributors next season, like we all know, right? Like right. All, all the announcements of guys that are coming back, Trey Benson, Jordan Travis, Robert Scott, Tatum Bethune, all the guys that have announced and guys that could announce maybe um, in the near future. Um, that that was a big selling point to, to Morlock on the visit. Jay Trav even talked to Morlock himself. He talked about that in, a, in the interview on Knowles 24-7. You can read that uh, of exactly what Jay Trav said. Um, but it's it, it just really noteworthy, right? Like Jordan Travis led an offense that was elite in the country this season. You know, imagine the additions of maybe a Jaheim Bell. Maybe. A guy, a guy like Kyle Morlock. Um, mm. so some of the other guys they're trying to add along the offensive line, like a Byers. It, it could be a really special offense, like like AB was saying next season. Um, and, and I think that's a that's a huge sell to, to Morlock, who's looking to you know take a step up. Obviously, was at the D two level at Shorter University, like you said, move, trying to move up to the, the Power Five level, and he'll have a, an opportunity to do that, whether that's at FSU or any of the other schools I mentioned before, like Tennessee, Auburn, or Illinois. Um, I think this one this recruitment ultimately boils down to FSU and Tennessee. He's got some ties to Tennessee. I believe one of his coaches, former coaches at shorter coaches at Tennessee. Now mm. so there's a connection there. He may visit there next weekend. He said he plans to visit Illinois and Auburn this week. Now we'll see what happens there. I'm not so sure that, that, you know, he'll take every visit just because that's a lot of traveling. Um, and his dad uh, is in a wheelchair. So it might be, you know, just hard to get around sure. and, and all that. Um, but, but they definitely want to check out some more schools um, and, and kind of come down to this decision within the next, I would say, two weeks at most. I find okay, it but... interesting. Tennessee doesn't have a co- offensive coordinator right now, and I don't yeah. believe they have a tight end coach either. He's, yeah. The, Alex Galesh was the offensive coordinator and tight end coach, and he left to take the USF head coaching job um, just about a week ago. Um, so that's definitely played in FSU's favor. And Tennessee just got a transfer tight end commit. Yeah. Um, out of UC Davis this past week. Um, so, you know, I think Brendan mentioned this on OTB. At the very least, Tennessee can't negative recruit FSU if they want to go and add Jaheim Bell and Kyle right. Orlock, um in their class because Tennessee's doing the same thing. So, yeah, a lot working for FSU in this recruitment. I don't expect it to drag on too much longer, but maybe a visit or two um, before he makes his decision, which I, you know, I think FSU sits in a really good spot to land him as of right now. What's most likely we get one, two, or none of the tight ends? I think right now, most right likely, now. most likely two. Yeah, from what I'm sweet. Um, but as of right now, things can change. Visits yeah, haven't yeah. been done. It's all subject. It's time stamped of December eleventh, twelfth. I don't even know what day it is anymore, and I'm not busy like Zach. But as of right now, we're feeling <laughs> good about two. We'll clip that out. That'll be a fun clip, Adam. Kyle Morlock, what do you see there, man? Big productive guy. Had to, I'm sure he was at shorter because there was a massive explosion of like height and weight. Uh, th- th- this is a difference maker, man. This yeah. is a difference. And of course, they had Nick O'Leary there too. You know, yeah. believe it or not, the gloveless sense. wonder, Jack Nicholas's sense. grandson. In case you didn't know, uh, forty chess boys. What do we think of Kyle <laughs> Morlock, Adam? Uh, I, I like him. I thought it was interesting. He said in, in the article today that you can read on Knowles 24-7. I can't remember if Brennan did it or Zach wrote it, but uh, he talked about they like him as a big wide receiver, and I thought that was interesting because he he reminds me of that old mold, like Jay Novacek, Jason Witten, like those old-school tight ends, big 6'7", 245, going to come into a D1 weight program, probably bulk up to 250, 255, just be hawking. 
and you think of that as an inline watch classic Y tight end, but it seems like they're going to want to move him around some. So I, I find that to be rather interesting. Mike's going to move these guys. He likes them out in the trips formation. He likes them on the point and bunch. He likes them in line as a Y. He likes them off the line as a, as a, as a um, H back type. Like this seems like a kind of guy you can just keep moving all over the place, get him on the field with Jaheim Bell at the same time and just let these guys match up against linebackers and have their, have a field day. Think about how effective FSU was at the end of the year with that two tight end personnel. Mm-hmm. Think about the personnel with that were each one of those tight with each. You can say the names if you want, but think about who was there and then switch them to these two. Yeah. S- the kids say spooky. It's definitely spooky hours for Florida state's offense. Let's talk. Yeah. Spooky season. Indeed. Little ghost emojis everywhere. Let's talk about UCF cornerback transfer Devonte Brown, who <laughs> just so happens to be the brother of American heritage four-star cornerback, Damari Brown, who just so happened to show up at FSU with his brother, even though he already had his official. I'll let you talk about both Browns right here, but uh, Adam and I have talked about it on the triple option with Kevin multiple times. You guys have talked about it on the bench. Florida State's cornerbacks and secondary play was kind of a mixed bag this year. We saw the depth tested, particularly at the beginning of the year. They need bodies there, and they need competent bodies. And this kid certainly qualifies for that. Yeah. Um, He entered the portal last week as well. FSU was quick to get in contact. We reported him on 24-7. He would take the official visit. He ended up taking it. What we didn't know until, you know, a little bit into the weekend was that his his younger brother, Damari, like you said, the four-star defensive back out of American Heritage, who FSU has already hosted for an official um, earlier on in the season, was going to be there alongside him. Um, that's something that uh, we broke on No. 7 I believe it was Friday night. Um, he was participating in, in photo shoots with, with Devontae. Um, no, but, you know, to note on Devontae first, Man, he came in with like kind of a business-like approach. Um, did not like he came in kind of like everyone else was was going through the like SUVs to to arrive um, with their whole family. He came by himself. Um, just was there to to kind of handle business. He said before, like without knowing that Damari, his little brother Damari, was going to be there, he wasn't even going to do photo shoots. Like he's not, you know, he's a transfer guy. He wants to mm-hmm. find the right fit. He's got one year left, um, I believe. Um, who knows? Um, but I believe that he has one year left. Um, and he's a guy that, that you know, I think FSU values and, and wants to add to their the defensive back room. He's a veteran guy, guy that can provide them some, you know, leadership. And he's he's talented. Um, if you go back to his, you know, PFF stuff from last year, really impressive. Um, this year took a little bit of a step back. Um, but a guy that that still has really solid grades and and um, a guy that would would you know grade out better than than some of what FSU's current defensive backs are grading at. So um, I think FSU wants to add him to their class. That's why they brought him in on an official visit. Um, you know, I think FSU sits in a great spot. Um, I think he isn't going to take that much longer to decide. Um, he might go take a, a visit with his brother next weekend, maybe to Miami. But I'm not sure that Miami's even you know recruiting Devonte as of right now. I'll check on that. Um, okay. They're definitely recruiting his younger brother for sure. But I've t- I'm told that, you know, uh, Devontae's camp. Um, so Devontae's dad, um, I don't want to, it might be Selwyn Brown, I think his name is, played with Randy Shannon 
at Miami back in the day. So they're really close. And that's kind of what's helped FSU in the recruitment of the younger brother, Damari. Well, I'm told that I believe Selwyn wants Devontae to play for Randy at FSU. Um, That's pretty strong. That's strong words right there, man. Um, Randy has that connection and and he's a guy that obviously has a hand in in what FSU is doing defensively along with Adam Fuller. Obviously his main position is linebackers, but um, like I told you today, he's coaching up guys all, all across the field. Um, so a guy that that um, I think uh, Selwyn would be, you know, really glad to have uh, his son play under. Um, and I think, you know, if FSU wants him, that they're going to get him. Um, that's how I feel right now. Um, you know, we'll see if he takes any other visits down the stretch, but he kind of gave like a, a, a two week or less timeline for when he wants to make his announcement. Devontae did. And we said if FSU wants him, he's theirs. We're pretty confident that Florida State wants him, correct? Yeah, I, I believe he's a take for FSU. And, and I think uh, that only, you know, after the, the coaching staff got to spend some time with him this weekend, um, I think that that's only further solidified their, their stance on that. Okay. Adam, give me give me what you think about his game, and then I've got one question uh, about you for Devontae and Damari before we, we talk about the other four high school guys that were there. But, Adam, what do you think about Devontae's game? What really jumps out at you? Yeah, he's he's really long. You see the length on film. Kev had some great all 22 from last year um, that we've been taking a look at just to, just to prep ourselves in case they do hard to <laughs> land. Oh, just because no reason, right? No, not we at just all. Want to be yeah. ready. We want to be ready. We want to be able to give real analysis and not fluff and, you know, all that other stuff that some people like to give. Um, so yeah, real, very long athletic, uh, patient, patient in his press um, can get beat down the field with, with deep speed. Uh, but he does a nice job being in phase, seems to understand zone concepts really well, which is something that we know Florida State is trying to get better at. So yep. a little wishy-washy um, at times this year, for sure. Yeah, he he fits. He's a prototypical Florida State cornerback right now. Really, really lengthy, really long, not great down the field speed, but but uh, physical, willing to come up and tackle you. Just a, just a good, he's a good all around solid corner reliable professional and some guy that you definitely want check, in check, your rotation. Yeah, I, I don't listen. I don't see other people's catchphrases on here, my man. I won't even say J Trav at a protest. I do like how Brendan has you completely brainwashed Zach. Like you have adopted that catchphrase with just stunning, just stunning ease. I will not out of protest. I come up with my own catchphrases okay. <laughs> worse, but I come up with my own. Uh, thank you, buddy. Speaking of a catchphrase in recruiting, the package deal. Does them being brothers actually make the package deal a thing, which has been one of the greatest lies in recruiting history, other than this is my dream school? Does the package deal actually matter for the Browns? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. 
That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Um, I think it's a factor and it's something that the two of them have considered. I do not think it's a deal breaker or something that is like, you know, they're going to this place as a package deal or they're not going at all. Like, no, I think they are hundred percent comfortable with going two different places. Plus, you know, Damari's just starting his career. Devonte has, I think one year left. So, mm. you know, at, at the most they have one season together. So it's just, you know, I, I think it's just wherever Damari and, and Devonte feel is the best fit for each of them respectively. Um, but that's something they have talked about. Both of them mentioned in their interviews, Devonte mentioned that to me before the visit as well. So it's something they definitely considered, um, but I don't I don't know of it to be a you know super important thing that they're that they're putting at the forefront of each of their recruitments. Right, it's a factor, not the determining factor. Yeah. Put you on the spot again, like I did with the tight ends. More than likely, no Browns, one Brown, two Browns. As of right now, as we're speaking, I'll go one. One Brown. One Brown, two tight ends. Not bad. Three out of four ain't bad, as uh, Meatloaf used to say. Not really, but RIP. Let's get to the high school OVs. A guy, Ruben Bain, which I think it's very... This recruitment intrigues me because when you see South Florida defensive linemen, you think Miami. It's been Miami the whole time. His nickname is The Hurricane. Am I correct? So why does Florida State, this kid, keep... Coming back to FSU, it, it's something that a lot of people, cynical people like me, have dismissed over and over. I don't know that I can dismiss it anymore. How did that official visit go? They were they were serenading of happy birthdays to his mom. And it's, Mike, beautiful. I know you listen, Mike. Beautiful pipes on Mr. Norvell. Wonderful singing yeah. voice. Tell me about what's going on with Ruben Bain, man. Should I be starting to, should I be starting to feel the warm and fuzzies a smidge? We'll see. Um... Oh, you're going to be cryptic with me. Yeah, nice. Okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not completely sold that FSU is like a leader here or anything like that. Um, You know, he gave the bland answer of like FSU and and Miami are his two leaders and they're equal going down the stretch. You know, the one thing that worries me is like the way his schedule lines up. So he mentioned to me a a little nuance and what could happen um, over the next week or so. His original plan was to announce his commitment um, at his state championship game on Friday at 7 p.m., um, then take an official visit to Miami the day after or the days after. Right. So if you're looking at it logically, like, so he's, he's going to commit to Florida State and then go visit Miami the day after. Like, I just, I don't, first of all, like, if that happened, like, I don't think Florida State would really love that. Um, it <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't make a lot of sense no. why, he would, why he would commit to a school and then go take a visit to the, like, when he could just wait till signing day but he didn't mention that to me um uh today in our interview that uh, someone from i guess espn or he said under armor reached out uh and said you know whether he wanted to do 
the his announcement on live television on signing day on December 21st, which is the first day of the early signing period. So he's trying to get some clarity on that within the next couple of days. And that could shake up when he actually announces this, his decision. Um, but that's the one thing I'm monitoring um, is kind of, you know, his next weekend plans, which are, are tentatively set for, for a Miami official visit. Um, and then, um, you know, obviously the, 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 when he plans to announce his decision, said everything positive about FSU, right. the way they, they uh, handle guys from Miami central um, Tatum Bethune and Marie Smith are two guys that hail from his high school that he spent a lot of time with this weekend. Also spent a lot of, of time with Patrick Payton, who's from Miami, didn't play at Miami Central, but obviously is having a lot of early success, ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year for FSU this season. Um, he, he was his actual player host, um, spent a lot of time with with Bethune and uh, you know, Murray, Murray Smith. Well. Yep. So, yeah, uh, that part of the visit was great. Love spending time with with uh, John Papuchis and Odell Hagens. Love watching practice. He was a guy that I observed who was really attentive to FSU's defensive line. Um, gave like detailed notes in our interview on Nelson Four Seven about what stood out about FSU's practice. Um, so that was impressive. He's an impressive kid. He's going to come down to a detailed decision. Um, I think this week is going to be really influential. He'll do in-home visits with Alabama, Florida State, and Miami. You know, Alabama he says is not in his top two. Um, but they're still trying. Um, so that's, that goes to show that, you know, if, if Saban's still prioritizing doing it in home, you know, maybe they have some kind of outside shot. Right. You know, they're not going to get them on campus over the next, you know, week or so, as it, it seems. Um, but right now, I would not predict him to Florida State, but it's a recruitment that FSU has the ability to win. NIL is a factor in this. I'm not going to hide it. Um, that's just, you know, something that I feel like us, you know, reporters have to have to know. Yes. Um, a lot of times, especially in this era. Um, and I think uh, it, it's important to note that in this recruitment. And Florida State, um, not Florida State, but the collectives uh, surrounding Florida State. Are Third party, non-connected yeah. collectives. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Not connected to Florida State whatsoever. You know, are competitive in that in that uh, scene. Um, so that, you know, that's to, we'll see what happens there. Um, but I, I think that, um, Florida State has a shot. They'll go in home this week with, with Mike Norvell and, and I'm sure a bunch of the defensive coaching staff, and we'll see what goes from there. But um, all positive things from the visit, and I think FSU only helped itself with with Bain. Adam's shaking his head. He's still, not buy Zach, I got he, he doesn't buy it. He doesn't buy your stuff, snake oil boy. Deliver the scoop. Bain was on the phone this morning with Miami coaches after his official visit, letting them know it ain't happening to Florida State. Okay. I'm breaking it, breaking it right here. No, I, I do believe, I do believe he was in contact with some Miami coaches this morning. I don't know what was said, I don't but I can't, uh, can't think that that's a warm and fuzzy thing for Florida State. See what happens. I just, I don't personally think that's a, a recruitment that Miami will allow themselves to lose. I think that that's one they know they got to win. You can't let a dude like Hurricane, his brothers on their staff, like I don't think that they feel like that's a, a recruitment they can let get away. Yeah, it it doesn't feel like Wesley Besaint though either. No, Florida no, no, no. State doesn't know that it, it, to some extent. I think that, and uh, I'm, I'm with you. And it could be one where maybe you catch him on the flip side in the transfer yeah. portal. Who knows? I do think Florida State could win it. I just I don't know, man. My I just feel like Miami's knows they've got to win that one. That's one of those so, ones they can't lose. So speaking of before we get to the other three, which I think we're gonna have much more positive updates on the next three. Just yeah. the. Zach, a quick note on the collective stuff in general. 
the battle's end headed by Ingram Smith has really had a banner week as far as retention, taking care of the players, guys that were on the fence have been brought in. The announcements are not over. The social media strategy was savvy. The marketing was good. It's well run. I'm obviously very biased because Ingram's a good dude, but uh, and I know him well. But did that make any, was there any sort of talk amongst that with the recruits that were there for official visits? Like, hey, like, because they were talking to a lot of guys, like Reuben Bain was talking to Tatum Bethune, Devontae Brown, all these guys were talking to. Kyle Morlock said Florida State bringing all those dudes back was a draw on his recruitment. Does that enhance competitiveness of the collective knowing that everything is legit, everything is backed up. Did that make a difference? Was there any talk about that? Did you did you feel as a recruiting analyst that Florida State's not playing little brother to these other collectives for any more from an NIL space? Did you get that vibe from this weekend? No, I definitely did. Um, it was not openly talked about, um, but behind the scenes, yes. Um, Good. No, that, that's kind of what, uh, you know, obviously a lot of, it's not the main reason a lot of these guys are coming back, but it's something that helps them, you know, give a reason as to why you, you know, maybe don't try and, you know, go in the draft if you have a sixth or seventh round grade, because you may be able to make more money as a current player um, through a collective, uh, through a deal, through a collective. Um, and I think that's what FSU has done so well over the past, you know, week and change is, is getting guys to stay that maybe have the opportunity to go pro or explore other options in the portal um, and you, you get those guys to stay, you know, through the collective. And I think that's something obviously that a lot of recruits care about when they get on campus, they want to be compensated, um, because there are these high profile recruits who are getting, you know, sought after by all these top schools in the country. Um, they want to get on campus and, and make sure that they're going to be taken care of. Um, and, and yes, I believe that is a topic of conversation. It's not something that, no, I'm sure in maybe a, a few months, years, whatever, that'll be something that we're comfortable talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, like to recruits, but maybe it's, there's a little bit of easing in there that, that needs to go on with just how, you know, somewhat new NIL is and, and with all the um, uncertainty ar around the rule um, of, you know, compensation to recruits, there's differences between each state, right? Like in California, recruits can make, you know, money off of NIL in high school whereas in Florida, that's not allowed. Um, so there's a lot of uh, variety to it, um, but it's definitely a topic of conversation between players and recruits. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that Florida State is battling with the weapons of their enemy. It's not just songs and birthday cakes and like all of the yeah. hugs when the kids come yeah. in. It's that plus. Like We're yeah. battling with the weapons of our enemies. Shout out to Luthen Rail from Andor. There's um, a reason that John Ruiz is tweeting, I would be more concerned about the lack of money at FSU for NIL deals make sure promises are kept. I mean, he's saying those things for a reason. Proof of concept is becoming a real thing around Florida State with all these guys coming back. It's it's quite obvious that they're following through on NIL deals by getting a Jordan Travis back, working hard to get a Jared Verse back, a Fabian Lovett, uh, all, all these guys that have signed with, with the, the Battles End Collective here recently. It's quite clear that they're becoming very serious in that market and showing proof of concept for what high school kids could earn down the line, not an inducement, obviously, because that's not legal. Um, but yeah, he's tweeting that stuff for a reason. He, he's trying to deflect what's going on here. And hey, we'll see. Love it. All right, Zach. Flex, puff your peacock chest a little bit, my friend. Conrad Hussey, this is a guy. Hey, Florida State fans, like 
Why do you keep mentioning him, Zach? Why are you talking about this kid? He hasn't been on campus since June, Zach. He's at Penn State, Zach, blah, blah, blah. And you got to say, hey, trust me. And guess what? I did because I'm a smart guy. And guess who's a surprise official visitor? Penn State's own hard commit safety prospect from St. Thomas Aquinas, Fort Lauderdale. Four-star prospect, Conrad Hussey. Were you personally surprised to see him, Zach? Or were you, you knew that sweet, sweet vindication was coming, didn't you, brother? Yeah. I mean, I had that sitting for, I think, at least three days of the, of the past week. <laughs> sweet. Um, which sucked because I had to put out a top 10 and not be able to explain kind of why I put him on there. I just basically told FSU fans to trust me. And I hope you guys listened um, because on Friday around noon, when he arrived on campus, I reported the news that he was going to take an official visit to Florida State this weekend. And I think this is not being talked about enough right now. I think that FSU made a huge impact in this recruitment. Ooh. Um, yeah. I think FSU is a real player here. Um, I think down the stretch, uh, we could see some some movement. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think there's some moving pieces here over the next week or so that need to happen. Um, but I could see FSU pulling the flip here. Um, they're going to go in home with him this week. And I think Penn State probably will as well. Um, you know, Miami is another school that's been linked to him a little bit. Um, I'm not so sold on them as of a conversation I had today being a threat here we'll see um they they might try and get him on campus this upcoming weekend but i think fsu knocked this visit out of the park based on some sources close to hussey himself um he was raving about it i mean even afterwards like we're you know interviewing recruits right after breakfast so it was you know 9 a.m 8 a.m in the morning whatever it was yeah um these guys are, are tired they're probably up late you know hanging with the players um and he was super energetic and you know, all smiles during his interview. It was definitely, he was definitely the most visibly happy about, you know, talking about Florida state in this visit specifically. I think obviously did a great job, um, especially with mom being there. That was a big thing. Like I know she was comfortable sending him to, to, to um, happy Valley. I think they call it right. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. At Penn state. Um, but I think, you know, the appeal of, of playing closer to home, right, within the state of Florida. He's a guy from South Florida over there at St. Thomas Aquinas High School, a powerhouse. They're playing for a state title actually on Thursday um, against home, Homestead. Uh, and I think uh, I think FSU has a shot here to, to, to make um, some noise down the stretch. Um, he's set to sign on December 21st. You know, I'm going to I'm going to continue monitoring this recruitment. But right now, I think FSU made a huge dent in this one. Um, Akeem Dent. Uh, I think uh, I think we'll see, <laughs> I think we'll see what happens, but I, I'm liking where FSU is sitting right now to to uh, be in a position to flip um, Conrad Hussey from Penn State down the stretch. Good for you, Zach. And you still have the energy to drop a just a, a four out of ten dad pun right in the, at the tail end of this broadcast after I'd the weekend you've a had. Little, a little uh, shout out. What's up, Brendan? <laughs> Miss you, buddy. Uh, Conrad Hussey, what do you think about his game before we get to these last two at the hour mark, Adam? The, the This is a kid that entices you, Florida State. We need a little bit of help at safety. Yeah, I think he's a guy that could come in. He could play either, I believe. I mean, I think he could. he's a guy you could see slide up into the big nickel role as he gets older and gets a little bit more filled out or be a true free safety type, uh, kind of in the uh, keen dent mold. Um, I think he's an important piece for them if they were to land him. Um, I, that That's a spot they've got to continue to stack talent and get better at. 
they like to get all these versatile guys that can run and can cover and do all these different things. But I think he's a true safety that could play on the back end and kind of lead your defense. Uh, that that to me is important. I hope that they can pull this one off. I feel pretty good about it based on what Zach said, but things need to happen. The order of operations must be maintained. Uh, things need to happen first, but I feel pretty good about it. Edwin Joseph, man, a kid that Florida State's been linked to, a kid that's also been linked to Louisville, upheaval at Louisville. Um, he's back on campus again. Nice tactical decision, I would say, to get all of these South Florida cornerbacks on your campus at once, especially because everybody's got these state title games Getting visits next week is not set in stone. What do we think about Edwin Joseph, just a kid who continues to show up on Florida State's campus and a guy whose recruitment, I think, by the quality of the offer, has really picked up near the end of the cycle? Yeah, he's been a late, late bloomer um, in the 2023 cycle. Guy that plays both ways for Chaminade, um, really productive wide out. But a lot of college coaches think he projects best as a defensive back and, and primarily as a corner. Um, that's where FSU likes him at primarily. And I think uh, I think they're in the pole position here. He did not right say that. Um, Leader. If yeah. If you look at kind of um, how this recruitment shaped out, he is not going to take a visit next weekend because Shaman Madonna is a really good high school football team. Um, you know, they, they're breaking South Florida records that have been held for, you know, 20 years um, with how potent that offense is. It's It's pretty crazy. Um, they're set to go play in a national championship game against Bishop Gorman out in Las Vegas next Saturday on December 17th. So he will not be taking an official visit next weekend. This is his last OB, he says, and it's just decision time moving forward. Um, you know, I, you know, I don't buy that that Louisville is really a factor anymore without you know Scott Satterfield in, in place. Out, you know, they're probably going to you know reshape that staff over the next month or mm-hmm. so. Um, and then Auburn was another school involved. No, we'll we'll see. Um, I don't I don't picture that or picture them being kind of a in the mix down the stretch. The school I will note that's kind of surprising that I heard today might um, be a factor is North Carolina. Um, I know huh. he's not taking an official visit there, but I heard that's a school that is trying to make a run late. Uh, I guess he he went there unofficially earlier on in his recruitment. Um, I'll do some research there, but that was a school that I wanted to mention. I don't think it matters though. I think FSU <laughs> has, has a shot to, to, to land Edwin. Um, he'll sign, you know, next week. Um, I think FSU did a really good job. He, he brought, so I think he brought three older family members, three of his little brothers, I believe on the trip. It was a huge contingent of his family and and they all seemed like they, they loved it. Um, and like you said, uh, Trey, it, it was a great um, decision by FSU to bring in a bunch of South Florida defensive backs like him, Hussey, um, and the Brown brothers. I feel good, man. What do we like with Edwin Joseph's game? Is, is this a guy that might even be a little bit underrated, you think, Adam? Extremely. I don't understand. I can't believe he's still a three-star on the 24-7 sports and the composite. Um, yeah, another one of those guys that uh, Kevin and I have been sitting around like, doing, a little bit of, doing a little bit of film study on just to be prepared. Just because. Just because. We don't want to hang out with our family. Like, no reason. You know how Kevin and I are. We're film junkies. We like to be prepped for all things and all contingencies. Um, uh, it's a guy that I, I feel personally good about that maybe he's going to be a Noel come early signing day. We'll see what, how it all works out a long time between now and then, obviously. But yeah, I mean, he's a, he's got a little greedy advance to his game. Kind of not the biggest dude, a little undersized, but scrappy as heck. 
real competitive. I think he could play inside or outside. Really like potentially his fit as a nickel back down the road. Um, really quick feet, guy that's got good speed. You see his playmaking ability when he's on offense. Uh, I think he'd be a really good fit in this defensive backfield. Oh, and it looks like he may be. Cameron Robinson, the Virginia oh, linebacker favorite. commit. My favorite. You said the offensive lineman was your favorite. How many favorites are you going to pick? He was That's his favorite, favorite portal, portal guy. guy. My favorite portal guy. That's my favorite high school player. Oh, God. Oh, okay, tag, tag. Okay, well, you know what? Zach, talk about Cameron before Adam just bursts at the seams for his, like, eighth favorite of the podcast. All right, Cameron Robinson, what do we see there? The linebacker from Virginia. Yeah, so FSU offered here um, in the spring. Uh, he was never able to make it down with, with sports you know, scheduling conflicts. He's a three-sport athlete. I believe he does, I want to say, baseball and maybe basketball or track, one of those two. Um, he's a three-sport athlete. I know that. Um, that that caused some conflicts with him getting down here earlier on in his recruitment. But um, he does make the official visit this weekend. Um, he's a guy that you know, I, was, I, I wrote on those 24-7 now, I'm not so sure that that UVA kind of knew what his plans are. So if uh, originally he was supposed to officially <laughs> visit next weekend, um, but Mike Norvell and Randy Shannon went in home with him, I believe on Thursday of last week or Wednesday. All the days are mixing up, obviously, with how crazy this has been. Mm-hmm. But they went in home, and, and that official visit got switched to this weekend. I think that FSU did an excellent job with both Robinson himself and his family. I think his family might be more important in, in this recruitment because I was told that you know distance from home matters. Um, they, they reside in Virginia. Um, you know that's obviously the in-state school that he's committed to, and um, you know distance from home is something that they have to be comfortable with. I'm pretty sure that the flight they took down to FSU was Robinson's first ever flight. Um, his oh, mom, no. I think this might oh, been, no. yeah, I think this might've been his mom's like second ever flight and his dad's like third ever flight. So not a family that, that travels like via plane a lot. Um, so something they definitely have to get used to, but I am told that both of his parents, especially his dad, um, were really on board w- with Florida state and are fully comfortable sending their son there. Um, and Cameron Robinson, I believe had an excellent time as well. Um, and, and, and a guy that FSU absolutely covets and, and is 100%. I confirmed a take for Florida State at the linebacker position. Um, and he's a guy that, that FSU really wants to add to their 2020, 2023 linebacker core. Um, they already have two committed in Blake Nicholson and DeMarco Ward. They want to add a third uh, in the form of Cameron Robinson. I want to get AB's thoughts on his game because I know he, he's just waiting to rave about Look at him go. He's just, he's, just, he's just twitching right now. Zach, go ahead. Let it out, big man. Uh, he's explosive. I mean, he, this dude is explosive. He can run sideline to sideline. He's he's a today kind of linebacker, a guy that they're going to be comfortable with in coverage, can get depth on his drops, can come up and hit you. You can spy him on a quarterback. Uh, he's a little slight as far as his frame. Like, I, I don't know how much bigger he's going to get. He's listed at 215. I'm not sure he's quite that big. Um, Zach, you saw him in person. I mean, does he look 6'2", 215? Is that, does that number? I think so. I think okay. that the, the measurables check out. I'll ask because um, they they measure in all the guys yeah. when they first arrive. Yeah. Obviously, they'll probably be a little heavier after the visit um, because of all the food they're taking in. <laughs> but, good, but beforehand, good. I'll 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 see if I can get you know measurements on on him and some of the other guys. His his senior huddle film is a lot of fun. Um, fun part, I, right? I got a, I got a coaching buddy from uh, from from that area who's tied in with a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of coaches in that area. His school's predominantly one of the best in the region. 
Um, but they play in one of the lower classifications. So sometimes it looks like he's playing against the eighth grade teams, but he's a legit athlete, very explosive, violent. I mean, he'll hit you. Yeah. I, this is one of those ones I'd be, it's just one of those new age linebackers. They got to continue to kind of get in the program um, would be a nice fit as like a will linebacker next to Blake Nicholson. I, I, I would be really excited about this take. Love it. Randy Shannon flexes his muscle and dad loves us. A nice little reverse Nick Cross situation. It's nice when all the folks love us, isn't it? It's good stuff, man. Nice mm-hmm. change of pace. Zach, before we start to give the people a preview of where the coaches are going to be this week, and maybe you get like five seconds of rest after this podcast, I'm going to put you on the spot again, brother. Nine guys visited this week. If I set the over-under at five commits that Florida State gets out of this week and not necessarily in the next couple days, if I set the over-under at five out of the nine, would you take the over or the under? I'd go over. Oh, boy. That's how I'm feeling today. Tyreek Hill just scored a touchdown. Let's go. We're going um, good, baby. Uh, Finn's <laughs> up. Noel's yeah, up. Everybody's up. Okay. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like with the intel I shared, like I feel like all that sounds pretty, you know, optimistic. I'm giving some room for some guys like, you know, I don't. I wouldn't predict Bain into the class. That's probably the one guy that, like, I'm not. You know, I maybe Demari Brown as well. Um, maybe it's yeah. a little bit harder. But I think I'd probably put the number at like six that I would expect that I, that I would expect in the in the class from this group. Um, and you know, maybe that goes up to seven if you hit on all the guys that I that I think FSU has a really really good shot with. Um, so you know, we'll see. But I think I think I take the over on five. What do we th- the pitch between the the high school and the transfer portal guys? Any difference in the method of communication? The stuff that they have them do? Are they separated? Just quickly before we kind of get out of here, that that just interested me. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, I mean FSU is going to tailor the official visits to you know what these guys want specifically out of the visits, um, but a lot of the stuff is, is joint, um, you know, efforted uh, like. Usually on the big visit weekends, they like to do a lot of group activities. They did like a cooking competition. So basically each guy has a partner um, and they, they group up and make some kind of pasta dish. And Josh Storms and another strength coach are kind of, um, you know, the judges. Obviously, they got to eat a lot of food, so I'm sure they're, they're happy. <laughs> um, but, but maybe it's not the best food. Who knows? Um, you know, uh, like Edwin Joseph's like, yeah, we just uh, we made Alfredo pasta and, and put anything that looked good in it. And we oh, terrible. Okay. Well, just Josh Storms just sacrificing his gastrointestinal system for the cause. So He's thank you, Josh. Um, Absolutely. Thanks, so Josh. good. We love all of our toilet listeners. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you, man. Great beard. Um, okay. Well, that's good to hear. Well, Zach, what's going to be this next weekend going to be like? Because contrary to popular belief, <laughs> this wasn't the last official visit weekend before, before signing day, and it was still yeah. massive. What are Mike Norvell and the staff going to be doing for? What should all the people be looking for on Knowles247.com? And if you haven't subscribed yet to this YouTube page or the website, you're a bad person and I'm personally judging you. What should yeah. we expect? Um, whatever, you know, I, I agree with what you just said. Get on there. Make sure you're, make sure you're <laughs> locked in. Um, make sure you're locked in. We're going to have a huge week. <laughs> like, it's crazy because, like, we literally have to store so much news because you can't put it all out at one time. Because it literally would just get eaten up, like page view wise. Like it would just no one would see it because there'd just be like ten updates a day. So it's it's a just kind of spaced it out a little bit. But like I already know of like some crazy news this week that we're that Brendan's going to drop, that I'm going to drop, that you just like you got to be on those. Oh, come on, man! Like can we can we, give it, it. can we give even the smallest little hint? There's some visits being set up with some oh. guys that are currently not on the visit list for next weekend. Oh. So, 
you're gonna have to subscribe. That's sure all you, you get because you're gonna tomorrow. get it all twenty four seven first. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you're on. Uh, we're, we're reporting one I know of tomorrow, um, and, and there's gonna be others throughout the week, and we're gonna learn even more information. So uh, make sure you're on there. But Mike Novell and the staff have already hit the road. They literally ended practice, and Mike Novell was on a plane to Miami to go see Lamont Green Jr. Boots down in Miami. Um, with, uh, you know, obviously former FSU defensive lineman Lamont Green there as well. Odell Higgins joined them on that visit. I posted the photos of, of that uh, in home on my Twitter. You can go check it out. Um, but no, I mean, Norvell's going to be all over the country. Uh, I was told he was at, at in 13 different states last week. Um, God, Michael. Yeah, he was my everywhere. goodness, Michael. His last day was absolutely insane. I think he was in like, he was like South Carolina. And then Miami. Did, did he go to Indiana to see the yeah. Fisk kid? Indiana. And then he did that. Yeah, it, it was like, it was a bunch. Um, Chris has it all mapped out like in his head. I'm sure. Um, he's like that. What's the, what's the movie where the guy's like, you know, drawing all this stuff on the board. And oh, is he like beautiful it? mind? He's like yeah. our yeah. own John yeah. Nash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, that that's exactly how I explained it. And he loved that. Not nah, Yeah. He's, he's tracking all the, <laughs> we're tracking all the visits. Um, and then obviously next weekend, like Quantity wise, it, it could be even more. It will be even more than than what FSU hosted this weekend. Um, a lot of that, you know, will be commits, right? Hakeem Williams is coming in. Keith Sampson, the guy that is coming off a, a state championship game, went to NC State for an official visit over the weekend. Um, and coming you know, everything, back look, everything looks good um, there. I'm not worried in that recruitment. Um, and then there's some other guys. Uh, All day, Dre Jacobs, guy we love obviously um, had an insane senior season over there at Bureau beach, Keyshawn Blackstock, Juco offensive lineman. That's scheduled to be in a few other commits. Um, and, and don't be surprised if you see some additions to that list. Like I, like I hinted at um, on those super seven this week. Guys, it's a good time to be a Knoll, and it's an even better time to be a Knoll's 24 seven subscriber guys. Anything else before we head out of there and give Zach his, uh, I don't know. His company mandated four hours of sleep before he's back at it. Adam, you got anything? Or are you just ready yeah, to I just, stick I just the landing? To, I just want to say it again because it doesn't sound like it's it's trending in the right direction. Just uh, a lot of thoughts and prayers for the Leach family. Um, some rumors out there that we might have lost him. We'll see if that is true or not. Oh, uh, dude, come yeah, on, but, man. Uh, yeah, so definitely thoughts and prayers and a lot of love heading that direction. It's uh, terrible news as a coach. That's a guy that I kind of look up to and think that uh, – Think the world of, even though I pick on Trey and Kev all the time about him. Uh, ho- hopefully, everything uh, turns out okay there. That would be that. I'm going to have to check my phone after that. Would be very, very sad for me. I, one of my favorite non-FSU people in the entire sporting world. But guys, that you know, obviously, first that sucks, man. It makes me sad. Um, Knowles247.com, not going to be a sad week for you guys. Massive <laughs> news, all this stuff going on. Subscribe. I am Trey Roland. That was Merch Gate Zone, Zach Blostein. That was Coach Adam Brown. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. Brendan will be back. You won't have to hear my voice for probably a while, but, man, just go at Knowles247.com. It's the best. No, don't do No, 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 don't do that. Brendan, no, no, Brendan will believe you. That's not true. I'm not saying this. Edit this out. No, 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 not my voice. Anyway, keep chopping on. Love you guys. Bye. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Thank you for the 654 people that showed up tonight. So much love. We appreciate you guys. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel. It's not a takeover. I'll never be back again. Hostile. It's not a takeover.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.